Whether you just want to understand President Trump's legal options, you're representing yourself in court, or don't have much faith in your attorney, I invite you to continue learning with our series on self-representation. Today, we're going over the top six post-trial motions. Whether your case is civil or criminal, this info will help you be best prepared for court. I'm constitutional attorney Katherine Henry. For more than 20 years, I've been fighting for the underdog. But since COVID began, I've devoted all my time and efforts to fighting against government tyranny and educating and empowering the public. So welcome to our next episode of Restore Freedom Weekly. We've talked about the top five pre-trial motions. We've talked about the top four in-trial motions. In an upcoming video, we're going to talk about the top appellate level motions. But today we're focusing all on an often too forgotten aspect of post-trial motions. Now, what the heck are post-trial motions and why would you even file them? So these are important questions, but let's think about it this way. Yes, you've just lost a trial and uh, maybe you think it's because you have a really grumpy judge, a bad judge, someone who doesn't follow the law, whatever. And the cards are stacked against you uh, at the trial court level. And all you want to do is move on to your appeal. Okay, great. But you need to make sure the record is complete at the trial court level. You need to make sure each and every one of the issues that you want raised at the appellate court level is something you've already raised properly in front of the trial court. So in order to do that, your last avenue at this juncture, once the trial has already happened, is in fact to file a post-trial motion. Whether you think you're going to succeed or not at this stage is not really the important question. It's whether you have a complete record and whether you're setting yourself up for success or failure in your appeal that might be coming. So uh, the first question then at this stage that we need to ask is, well, what is a post-trial motion? Post-trial motions are where your trial has ended, your appeal has not yet begun, but you want the court to do something. You want the court to take action. Again, there are six kinds of motions at the post-trial stage that I think are important for us to consider, but uh, you might not necessarily succeed and they might not be very common, but they're things you need to know about. So the first of these is a motion for judgment notwithstanding the verdict. This is where you're asking the court to render a verdict that is the opposite of what the jury verdict was rendered as. So these are rarely granted and they're only proper where a jury's verdict was clearly not based on the evidence. In other words, a motion for JNOV, as they're called, may be granted only if the facts point so strongly or overwhelmingly in favor of one party that reasonable jurors could not arrive at a contrary verdict. An example is where a plaintiff has failed to produce any evidence to support a necessary element of their claim. And despite having the burden of proof and needing to prove then every single element of the claim, they failed to show any evidence on this one element, but somehow the jury found the defendant liable anyway. That is a good example where you would want to file a motion for uh, judgment notwithstanding the verdict. Uh, the decision as to whether to grant JNOV rests with the discretion of the trial court judge, but like I said, the goal isn't always just to get that trial court judge to do the right thing. It's also to give the appellate court the chance to be able to do the right thing and correct course for you. So next uh, would be the motion for a new trial. Now, 
Uh, if you had a jury trial, you're going to file a motion for a new trial. If you had a bench trial or perhaps a situation where the judge issued uh, the final judgment in the case based out of uh, a motion for summary disposition or something like that, then it might be a motion for a rehearing. But in any case, um, a motion for a new trial is going to be the more common scenario, and that's what we're focusing on here. And that's where the judge vacates the judgment and allows for a completely new trial. It's rare, but it can be done if the interests of justice require it to be done. So in most cases, it's important that you realize that you have a very limited time in which to file this. Um, I'm going to give you some court rules, so write these down. These are just different examples of places that you want to look for these. Uh, Federal Rule of Civil Procedure 59. Michigan Court Rule 2.611, Florida Rule of Civil Procedure 1.530, and Florida Rule of Criminal Procedure 3.600. That's where you're going to find that motion for a new trial option. Now, in these, a court must specify the reasons if they decide to grant a new trial or a rehearing. So what are some of those reasons? Very quickly, number one, introduction of newly discovered evidence. Yes, that's where you have come across newly discovered evidence, but it's evidence that even through due diligence, both you and your attorney had no way of reasonably being able to obtain it before the trial. And it, the interests of justice require that that evidence be able to be put in front of a jury. Uh, the second one would be jury misconduct or juror misconduct. And that is the easiest example is if the jury's uh, the jury has been ordered to be sequestered and separated from society during the, the week or two of trial, for example. But that one juror just couldn't help himself and went out to socialize during the course of the trial in the evenings. Um, then that would be considered juror misconduct. And you'd be able to file for a motion for a new trial based on something like that. The third one would be juror bias. Now, that is pretty obvious what it is. It's harder to prove that it's happened, but you might be able to have uh, affidavits or statements from other jurors, or perhaps the juror was dumb enough to put their bias right on social media and can help you file your motion that way. Uh, the next would be improper prosecutor conduct, followed by improper judge conduct during the course of the court proceedings. If you want to see examples of those, uh, just check out all the pleadings and even some of the videos all about my Allegan County case from 2020 and 2021 and well into 2022. So uh, go ahead and look at those for more examples on improper prosecutor conduct or improper judge conduct. Um, the third, though, in uh, going from a motion for a new trial on to the next would be a motion for uh, correcting clerical mistakes, oversight, or omissions. Uh, sometimes this is going to be used to correct errors of calculation, for example, where you're trying to calculate um, uh, you know, how much money someone is owed, or um, it may be a motion to correct a sentence in criminal proceedings. Maybe there's been a miscalculation about the number of days someone has already served or something of that nature. Um, in some circumstances, these can be actually amended um, uh, be, be used to amend the judgment in trial court at any time, but it just depends. Uh, in the federal rules, they call this a motion for relief from the judgment, but in most other jurisdictions, that's not at all what this is called. In fact, a motion for relief from the judgment is used for a different purpose that we'll go over in just a moment. Um, many state courts, in fact, call this a motion to amend, alter, or correct the judgment. Now, on to that next one that we just alluded to. Uh, is a motion to substantively alter or amend the judgment. 
And uh, that's something that you have a very short amount of time to file one of these. The federal court rules allow for only 10 days, in fact. Um, but these are for big changes in the judgment. And um, it's, again, you're substantively trying to amend the judgment. Uh, the next would be the motion to nullify the judgment or set it aside. Uh, in fact, a motion to vacate or set aside a conviction or a sentence would be uh, how it's used in the criminal setting. In many states, this is what's called the motion for relief from judgment or order. Uh, for example, where the judgment is void. Uh, and be that's because the court, uh, the trial court had no subject matter jurisdiction. If you want to look for an example of that, search for the words relief from judgment on my website, and you'll be able to see the case from Ormond Beach for that example. Um, and the last of these post-trial motions that you're going to want to pay attention to is uh, for a motion for a stay pending appeal. So even if you have the best case for appeal, you still have to follow that trial court order or judgment or risk being held in contempt until it's overturned. Now, I'm not saying you have an obligation to follow it. I'm just saying logistically what's going to happen. The judge is going to haul you in and try to punish you for contempt uh, of court if you don't follow this order. So what you could do in the meantime is ask the court to essentially push pause on the enforcement of that judgment or order so it's not enforced during the time of your appeal. In rare cases, that uh, stay is automatic, but generally it's up to the trial court judge uh, whether they're going to grant that or not. And if they don't, then we'll find out in another video. Uh, look, though, for a civil example or even a criminal example of this right on my website. Look for a motion to stay uh, or a motion for stay pending appeal and you'll be able to find examples of a civil and criminal nature there. So why do you wanna do this? We talked about that a minute ago, but make sure to check out all those other videos relating to these topics. And in fact, the very next one we're gonna release that furthers this whole stay pending appeal issue a little bit more. Want to interact on this important topic? Comment on this video or call in the second Tuesday of the month at noon Eastern Standard Time to participate in our live constitutional discussion. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe, and share. And remember, together we can restore freedom.